Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. It's hour two. We're coming at you live and coming in hot on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio. And your favorite podcasts and streaming platforms. I am here in the South Florida studio. Darren Moose DuPont is in the Toronto studio. He's back from successfully calling the Hardy Cup, where we just talked about UBC beating Alberta on the weekend. Don't mind me. I'm. It's on me that I did not completely finish my prep going into this show. You wouldn't. You probably wouldn't have even noticed, Darren. Would you? You wouldn't have even noticed. But here not we are. Not a chance. Um. Reason being, and then it's it's not all I didn't finish was tonight's games. And if anybody wants to sponsor tonight's scoreboard, brought to you by B, contact our sales department. I think that should be a saleable feature. Tonight's games, huge. Only two in the National Hockey League, New York Islanders at the Edmonton Oilers and the Colorado Avalanche at the Seattle Kraken. And I didn't purposely breeze right through that Edmonton game, the debut of Chris Knobloch, who I do think coached something. Well, I could look it up. Fans of Chris Knobloch tell me if I'm on the right track. But I think he coached a couple of interim, interim games with the Rangers. But it's his first real test as a head coach in the National Hockey League. Chris Knobloch is the head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. And in the NFL Monday Nighter, the Denver Broncos are at the Buffalo Bills. Joe Lazito, the biggest Bills fan I know, will be he, he won't even be able to have slept last night. Bills, last I checked, favored by seven at home. For those uninitiated that have just tuned in, television, radio, and streaming, our themes are these. The order's coaching change. Should it have happened? Should it not have? Did they hire the right guy? The 110th Grey Cup, the matchup. And I just feel, and then also Connor Bedard here, Hurricane Connor hitting Florida, four points in Tampa on Thursday, two at sunrise Sunday in a game I was at. The kid is just unbelievable. And I have been more than happy to spend a little more time on those. But I just feel, Darren, that we haven't even put to bed yet the division finals. Haven't really put them to bed yet. I told you I watched every snap of the East final. I didn't watch one snap of the West final. Because I had Hockey Night in Canada to watch. You were calling the Hardy Cup. You didn't see the East Final. But afterwards, did you watch a lot of the BC-Winnipeg game? Or did you go paint the town green or red in Vancouver Saturday night? What did you do after the game? I actually went straight from the game, straight to the airport. And um, watched a little bit of the game from the the, the airport lounge. And... um, Caught a little bit of it, not as much, but uh, I, I definitely got the uh, the full review from from my dad. He filled me in on what was going on, and we were watching back and forth. So uh, not as much as I would have liked calling football, okay. but it was still good. Okay. Well, everybody, this is our biggest week of the year in terms of viewership. I want audience participation now. I wasn't taking much from the crowd in hour one, but I'll take a lot here in hour two. Whatever you'd like to talk about, I gave you the themes. 
We don't do that every day, but I would like to have two or three themes every day, which one, you know, we should talk about the poll question here right now, which is brought to you daily by Key Auto Group. And at Key Auto Group, they're driven by safety. Experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. Who will you be cheering for in the 110th Grey Cup? And uh, I don't know. Are we surprised by this? 68% saying the Montreal Alouettes. 68%, which reminds me, too, by the way, I think you and I both agreed in our one, that's the prairie bias. If you're not cheering for the Bombers, then everybody else is cheering for Montreal. And it's reflective in our poll here. How did you how did you feel about the images and video of Joe Burrow, the star Bengals quarterback, walking into the stadium in a Alouette's jersey on Sunday? I thought it was absolutely fantastic. That's so cool. It's so cool that he did that. And um, and you know, he didn't really even make a big deal about it, but we all are, and Canada caught on to it pretty quick. Um, you know, there's a respect level there for the Canadian Football League. You know, in Canada. Not, I don't want to say we have an inferiority complex because that's not the right word because we, we don't, but we kind of are the little brother and we kind of wonder, hey, 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 look at us. We're pretty good. We're pretty good. And I think in, what we don't realize enough is in the U.S. and around the NFL, it's like you have nothing to worry about. They think pretty highly of you as a professional league. You know, and Joe's wearing the Montreal West jersey, and that was hella cool, man. It was really cool, and it created a ton of social media buzz, and that's kind of what you want. I'm trying to get the comments up on YouTube. And listen, I don't need technical tips from the crowd. So back off with them. Darren is on it with the people at Game Plus. We don't have our regular production crew here today, so Darren's on it. So please, we don't need it, okay? Again, this is like me walking into McDonald's, looking over the counter. Ah, 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 there's a light off in the kitchen. We know. We know. Just sit back and enjoy. And what I also know is that I am so over and past and good with being misunderstood. With Joe Burrow walking into the stadium before the game wearing an Alouette's jersey, would that not support my claim from a few years, or sorry, a few weeks ago, Darren, that the CFL is an effing big deal down here? Would I not support that claim? Yeah. But no, I got nailed to the Big cross time. for that. And then on Friday, you knew when it came out of my mouth. And this is Clark took to defending me on our producer. Clark took to defending me on our Facebook page where I said, after reading the game notes, the Argos 16 and two best regular season ever plus 27 franchise record turnover ratio leading the league in sacks after reading this not even a team quarterback by god could beat the argos on saturday that's what went out did you see the reaction after did you see the reaction afterwards darren with people i'm rubbing it in my face do you think i care (laughs) i would be far 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 more upset if you weren't paying attention at all but if, if, if this isn't just a master class in misunderstanding someone in today's day and age of narrative and social media, but we're riding the crest of it. We, we got in front of it, man. You like it? 
crap on me as much as you want. Call me whatever you want, just not late for supper, bro. What do you think? I know. And I and I get it. Like that's the reaction, whether it was Clark jumping in or whatever. It's like I don't think you understood, you know. These CFL game notes made it out to be like the Toronto Argonauts are unbeatable. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Anything that can be used um, as a talking point, or if they want to use it to say, hey, look at we uh, guess we have God quarterback in the, the uh, Montreal Alouettes. You know, it's fun. At the end of the day, it's fun. And uh, that's what we're here to do. We're, we're here to drive the discussion. And um, the, the amount of people after that game that were sharing that meme, um, astronomical. It just, it, it's just fun to watch that go down. Well, and also, do you think I can, uh, I think people get it now. Uh, where what I said about the Riders getting a big crap burger to eat by the quarterback and their offensive coordinator they fired last year, now leading their new team to the Grey Cup. It doesn't even need explanation. For the, I'll, I'll dive into the comments here from the viewers because we got some good ones here today. But for the people from Sask who are watching and Saskatchewan continues to be our number one demographic for viewership and listeners, Tad Cornegay, if you don't know who he is, he's like Kevin Hart. Linebacker, won three great cups. He's Kevin Hart. Like, listen, close your eyes and listen to the two of them, Darren. You would not be able to tell the two of them apart. And as Tad Cornegay would say to you and to me, no, Kevin Hart's like me because I was around before Kevin Hart. So Tad, Fordham legend, a university on the west side of Manhattan. Tad has taken to Twitter and says, I think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders should bring me in for the interview process for the head coach. Who's the candidates? Good morning, Rider Nation. Just giving my guy, Rod Peterson, something to talk about. Ha ha. So he tagged us in his post because he knew that would get the buzz. We, we continue to lead the way in Rider narrative and discussion ahead of everybody else. And that's not news either. So I'm just jumping back in here. Uh, Rider coaching search. If you read my 10 things column on the weekend, I've raised the white flag on it because it's silly. It's ridiculous. Not the search itself, but it's the only pro job open right now in North America. So Darren, every pro football, every football guy, pro or amateur, has got too much time on his hands. So he's heard this. He's heard that. We were heading up uh, the Deerfield Bridge on Saturday afternoon, and I can, I'm deaf now. I'm old. I can't hear my phone ringing. That's where I'm at in life. And uh, Serena reaches over. We're driving the Jeep. She elbows me, and she's like, you got a call coming in. Whoop. I almost told you who was calling. And I'm like, I, I waited, and the bridge was coming up, so I had like a couple minutes. And it was my guy apologizing to me on the bum steer that he gave me last week on Scott Milanovic flying to meet with the Rough Rider. Apparently that was wrong. He goes, do I owe you an apology? And I said, no, because I know you wouldn't purposely screw me over. You got bad info. It happens. But I said, don't call me anymore with anything to do with this. It's 111 Eastern, by the way, 1111 Mountain. Don't call me anymore with this coaching. What you're hearing, what the rumors are, because I'm out. Um. 
David in Winnipeg writes in and he says, Darren, was your call of the last second touchdown in the game you called your best call ever? They want to know. David in Winnipeg wants to know. No. Um, I don't think so. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, how do you not beat the moment of, you know, a last second touchdown to tie the game and then an extra point to win it? But I think my favorite call, I don't know about best. Best is up to, best is subjective and it's up to somebody else to decide. My favorite call was the 2006 SJHL playoffs. Uh, Kindersley in Melville in overtime and uh, Brett Leadall scored in the dying seconds of overtime. That was probably my favorite call that I've had. You've told me about that one. Yes. Um, mine people, the most memorable, unfortunately is Bo Levi. Shut your mouth. There are others. Unfortunately, they've been erased from Saskatchewan radio. Go crazy. Saskatchewan go crazy. Or it's elation and rider nation after two great cups. But those ultra-mature people over there have erased any memory of my existence as voice of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, which, by the way, Sportsnet and CBC have erased any evidence that Don Cherry ever worked there. Look it up. So we're in good company, grapes. What? What are you laughing at? Nothing. It's good. Are those your those are your favorite calls? The two obviously two great cup wins. Those would be the two favorite oh, calls. Of course. Well, to be honest, the bowl Levi shut your mouth is my favorite. But it's not the one that I would want to be necessarily remembered for. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Kendall Lawrence, the the uh, the punt return, kick return, Kendall Lawrence. That was a good one. What a classic. Riders was- went on to lose that game that nobody remembers yeah. on, on a bad call, a pass interference call on uh, who was the guy that was arrested for beating his wife? Cox, Justin Cox. Yeah, I got called. He cost him the game. I'm looking around here for my water jug. I must have left it in the kitchen. I'm like dying of heat here. I know nobody cares about that but me. Um, You know, regarding, I don't know. I'm about ready to just turn it. Call it a day. I, 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 I guess I, I, not everybody immediately wants to argue, but we're talking about the Joe Burrow wearing the Alouettes jersey in. Why does this need to be dissected 18 million different ways? Leanne writes in and says, did anyone in the mighty USA even know the story about Burrow's pregame jersey? That was awesome. They don't know. They don't care. And that's fine. We, we know. <laughs> why is that not enough? <laughs> you know, why is that not enough? Regarding the Facebook people going crazy on my memes that Darren so beautifully produces. Letting that cat out of the bag, Moose. Allie in Texas writes in and she says, Ugh, Facebook is the worst for sports opinions. People are nuts on there. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the heck they're... At least they're here watching. That's the main thing. Oh, Vancouver Electric Football Network writes in. I'm not sure who that is. That might be my guy, Cole. But he says, I thought the CFL did well to honor the fallen before both Saturday games. Being a while until Remembrance Day falls on a Saturday again. Um, 
Yeah, we I talked we talked about that an hour ago because we said this is our first of a week long Great Cup coverage. And I said, should the CFL have played on Remembrance Day? That might have been a great poll. The poll question is, who are you cheering for in the Grey Cup? And by far and away, Montreal's leading. Okay, we're going to have to break and come back, Darren. We got questions coming in from across the country, from Vancouver to Victoria to Ottawa. But I talked to a veteran who was very upset the CFL played on November. November 11th and me now being the CFL guy because they've sent me gifts and they've bought my allegiance. I would probably defend them on this either way. Um, If you're going to go after the CFL for playing Saturday, you better go after the NHL. You better go after college football. You better go after NBA junior hockey. Everybody played. And this is a, a veteran that I am very close with. We talk multiple times a week. He's the guy that brought me into doing recovery coaching with soldiers, PTSD and substance abuse. So we have a great relationship. He's, he's upset. He's angry that they played. And I'm like, uh, I respect that. But they're not the only league. We'll be back with a lot to get to. Jermaine Franklin on the way as well from TSN. We are live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to, I almost said a football Friday, but it's not that. It is a Monday. Last I checked, it's the first day of our Grey Cup week coverage. I'm kind of wondering where John um, of Winnipeg is this week. He must be working. My guess is he will check in before the day is over. But we've got, how I try to be consistent with the show. Darren knows the key to consistency. I've told him my good friend Ray Bork said off the glass and out, off the glass and out, off the glass and out. We try to be consistent, but it's okay to change things up a little bit. And today we've got two or three themes weaving through the show and it's Jay Woodcroft being fired by the orders. I would suggest we talked about it just enough, not as much as what they're doing on Edmonton radio and media up there and certainly TSN, but enough. We gave our opinions Serena agrees Woodcroft had to go, doesn't really care who the replacement is. We're talking about the 110th Grey Cup, 68% of you on our Key Auto Group poll voting for the Alouettes. That's who you're cheering for. Maybe later in the week we'll ask who you think will win it, but right now we're asking who you're cheering for. Yeah, 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 the Hilltops won the Canadian Bowl. We've mentioned that too. Tune in on time. Man, they get all fired up, Derrick. The sun came up today, too. (laughs) Breaking news. The Atlantic Ocean's blue. And the Saskatoon Hilltops won the Canadian Bowl like they do every year. Don't you ever get tired of it? Um, No, they don't. And I, in a perverse way, respect that. It's like the Bomber fans, Darren. They're in their fourth straight Grey Cup, and they they could be in 40 straight break Grey Cups. They'd never get tired in Winnipeg. You know? I know. I know. It's just, it's a little perverse, you said, but it's, you know, you kind of admire that. That, like, you know what? Yeah. Pop, pop back up. We'll hit you again. You know? Like, you'll never get sick of it. And, you know, good for them. They, uh, They've got great success, and uh, it's a great program that uh, Coach Sargent runs there with the Saskatoon Hilltops, and uh, congrats on winning the Canadian Bowl. 
okay, okay, okay. I got a text here from an NHL scout that says, hey, no RP show today. Yeah, we're on. I don't know. My job is to sit in front of the microphone and talk. That's where it begins and ends. Where it ends up, I have no idea. We got a whole army of team people on that. Um, okay, Darren, to the audience, as I said, because I said we would have fun on this first Grey Cup day. It's the CFL Championship, the Canadian Football League Championship, everybody. For those that don't know, it's kind of a big deal. The teams have arrived in Hamilton, Ontario. The, the ads are making Hamilton look like New York. Dun, dun, dun. I'm like, that's not the Hamilton I know. They're doing a great job. Um, Colin in Ottawa writing in regarding some of my Grey Cup calls and broadcast calls in the past. Colin says, it's elation in Rider Nation is a great rhyme rod. Did you think that up in the moment? No, I didn't, bro. If you talk, and I, I put Darren in this play-by-play fraternity, you, you got both. You got those iconic calls you'd hope in your pocket. Like, Scruffy may be watching today, my good friend Scruffy, broadcast legend in Saskatchewan. He goes, that go crazy, Saskatchewan, go crazy call. That was awesome. I said, I stole that from Jack Buck and the Cardinals. I think it's 1968. He's like, don't care. I'm like, Scruffy, I stole it. He's like, don't care. Nobody would remember that but me, right? Go crazy, Saskatchewan. Go crazy. Because, I, yeah, I've been held on to that for 10 years. Elation and Ryder Nation, I think I'd whipped up in the weeks leading up to the Grey Cup. Bo, Bo Levi Mitchell. Sh- Bo Levi, shut your mouth. That just spilled out. <laughs> How could you rehearse that? Somebody text some of the best. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, the best ones are the ones that just pop into your head, right? Because that's the true emotion of the moment that comes to the surface and ends up going on the air, right? Like, and I think that's one of the reasons Levi's was so great, you know, um, because of that, you know, it just came to you. And I think it was the same with the Kendall Lawrence run, right? Go, Lawrence. Go, Lawrence. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's and then the what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. wasn't what a classic at the end of that? I'm not sure, but yes, yeah. Go Lawrence, go Lawrence. Yeah, I forgot about that. He's you started cheering camp, for him because you were just in the moment. I thought that was just, uh, you know, you can't re- you can't rehearse that. Yeah. Uh, so I said this is the fun part of what we do. From Sea Lightning 300 says Rod Peterson, the best voice in sports. Well, I. Wouldn't go that far, but I know there are those that feel that way. I, I think you're the only one not named Peterson that says that, feels that way. He says, also writes in, get in the end zone, Willie. Remember that one when Willie was returning the pick six in the banjo bowl and he turned and cut parallel along the goal line because he was trying to save time. And I was like, get in the end zone, Willie. I yelled that. That happened in a game I was watching. Was that the East final? That happened in a football game I was watching on the weekend. Some you wouldn't have known you weren't watching these final because you were calling your own. So it does happen. Robert Campbell's watching in Las Vegas, and he says, uh, fifth straight sellout for the Bombers in the West final at IG Field. Big time home field advantage. I'm going to be that guy and say, yeah, well, in 2007, we sold them all. All season, including the preseason. How about that? Ten in a row, Winnipeg. See if you can touch that. We were discussing this 
On the weekend. What a fine weekend we had, Darren, because Serena came to a game in 2007 in Saskatchewan. She was sitting behind the visitor's bench, and a lady was drunk, believe it or not, at a rider game, and she wandered out onto the field looking for her child. She says still rates as one of the f- <laughs> one of the funniest moments of her life. I, I was called on the game. I remember it, too. You know who she looked like? The housekeeper and two and a half men. <laughs> Does that give you a little bit of an idea? That's what she looked. Whatever. What was her Bertha? name? Roz? Roz? Oh, man. What, what was the housekeeper's yeah. name and two and a half men, everybody? That's what she looked Come like. Come on. Yeah, so she wandered out onto the field, drunk, stumbling around. And, like, literally the ref had to grab her, spin her, and walk her off the field. And I just remember it was 2007, and the game was sold out because I was there. <laughs> Jeff, the, <laughs> Jeff the Stamps fan says, a drunk fan at a Riders game? That's hard to believe. Uh, Berta. They're all writing in. Berta. Thank you. Why did I say Roz? Um, from BW says, great story for the new ownership of Montreal Alouettes in its first year of ownership. Starts at the top, y'all. Only, always. It's like, like, like it's a fluke, Darren. Oh, they got so lucky. Their team's going to the ground. They're so lucky. Robert Kraft's so lucky they won six great cups in his time, or six Super Bowls as the owner. What a, what a fortunate thing for him. Oh, I know. Right? right? The Riders so are so lucky. They're so lucky they won two great cups when Jim Hobson was president, and now they can't find their ass with both hands and a flashlight. Well, it's bad luck right now. That's what it is. It's bad luck. Always is. <laughs> I cut you off. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. I don't remember where I was going at all. Or <laughs> what we were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry, but I wanted, hey, people, are, I love that they're writing in and they, they like the stories. I got more and better ones. Uh, Robert in Las Vegas says, classic rider story, RP, about the lady on the field. There, there, I got a million of those, but Grey Cups passed. I was thinking about this the other day. And this is why coming to South Florida and sort of starting over with a blank canvas is actually a really good thing. I had a radio executive in Calgary, and you know who he is. Tell me. He goes, you can come to Calgary and do your thing, but there's a lot of people that hate your guts because of things you've said as the voice of the riders. And I'm like, well, that was all in fun. That was all rivalry stuff. And he's like, I know. It's telling you how it was taken. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so 2010 Grey Cup, riders are in it against Montreal. We're in Edmonton. And uh, I was still drinking then, but not on this particular night. We went to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, me and some of the uh, former riders, and one was getting liquored up. And I, this is right in the middle of downtown Edmonton. We got to get this guy out of where all the rider fans are, where all the people are, right? Let's get out. Let's go out to the mall. There won't be anybody out there. Duh. Like, there was just a sea, thousands of rider fans around downtown Edmonton. So we go out to West Edmonton Mall. There's thousands more there. And we go to this uh, bar, dueling pianos. Da, 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 da. Anyway, 
Again, I don't want to out who this guy is. He's mad at me now as it is. I don't need him any matter. But our punter was Eddie Johnson. And Eddie's mom was up from Newport Beach, California. And where Eddie was like, hey, mom, this is blah, 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 blah. He used to play for the Riders. And my friend went, boom, right on her forehead. I don't know why. Almost killed her. Anyways, I remember walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that night walking down 101st Street. I always hear Brian Hall's voice in my head when I talk about Edmonton Streets. 101st Street and 100 Avenue. And uh, somebody yells across the street at us and goes, go Riders. And they're wearing Rider jerseys. And I'm I'm like, where are you from? Thinking they're going to say, Winyard. Ogama. Porcupine Plain, you know, Cambridge, Ontario. And I'm like, what? Why are you a Ryder fan? I'm like, because it's the thing to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> Kevin, the medium says Calgary loves the Rod Peterson show now. I know, man, but my lips were chapped from kissing a lot of ass the last two years. A lot of ass. There ain't enough chapstick in the world to repair those. Um, but yes, we did mend that fence, but anyways, thanks for the reminder. We were walking down the street and there was like two bomber fans walking on the other side of the street amongst the sea of green. And I turned and said, the bombers have fans. That was right in the, the depths of what their crappiness, which ran for 30 years. You know what I mean? But I have a tough time. Shutting my mouth. Um, what are we talking about here? Oh, they're talking about Charlie's stalker girlfriend, Rose. Is that maybe that's how I got confused? Yeah, Berta. That's who the lady looked like. Uh, yeah. Moose, is, is, is Frankie li- logged in? Is he ready to go? Not yet. Okay. Jermaine Franklin. Uh, will be joining us next. Do you have any great cup stories? You, like I've been to 21. Everybody's asking me wh- if I'm going and then why I'm not going. And I'm like, I can't, I need to be in the States right now. I need to be here. And I've been to 21. Is that not enough? How many have you been to Darren? Um, three. I've only been to three and actually I've been to four, one in Calgary uh, and three in Saskatchewan. So four Grey Cups. This will be my first Grey Cup uh, really outside of the prairies and uh, seeing the whole week and everything on the road. So that'll be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, well, more Grey Cup stories. Uh, we got all week to break down the game. We've established that Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner, has installed Winnipeg as 7.5-point favorites in the 110th Grey Cup. We're covering a lot of ground today telling some stories. Oilers home to the Islanders tonight. Um, Not Woodcroft's first game. Chris Knobloch's first game. I still find it insane that Jay Woodcroft leaves as the winningest regular season coach in Oilers history. That's... that's, Talk about a footnote. Uh, We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network. WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Hi, everybody. We are back, as they say in the broadcasting biz. 
Glad to have you aboard. I'm live in South Florida. Moose is live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Quick, Moose, a Leafs update. You've been back home for over 24 hours. Where are they on Canada's team right now? Yeah, good question. Um, hot and cold, you know. Uh, I think, you know, when anytime you can get a win, whether against Vancouver or shootout win against Calgary, I think they're, they're back on top. But, I mean, it's so fickle from one game to the next. I think maybe they're starting to get the defensive play figured out. That was the biggest issue. So that's my uh, gap. It's interesting. Uh, it makes for an interesting time in this house because Serena has said the Leafs are her number two team. And I feel like we will one day, probably once we get through Grey Cup week, have this poll, who's your number two NHL team? This week isn't the time. This is our first day of our Grey Cup week coverage. It's always so popular. It's our largest viewership uh, of the year. And uh, But I'd like to know what everybody's number two team is. I know yours is the Vancouver Canucks. You've long said that. So Saturday night must have been a real thriller for you, although you were flying from Vancouver to Toronto. We don't have Jermaine Franklin at this time. God knows the reasons why. Frankie's uh, usually on the bit, so I feel like something's been lost in translation. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. It is our Grey Cup week coverage, so I'm just, uh, hey, the text line's full. I could sit here for six hours reading messages from you people, and none of us would get tired of it. Jim Wagner writes in regarding to who you're cheering for in the 110th Grey Cup. Who's everybody cheering for? Montreal or Winnipeg. Jim Wagner in Balgoni Sask writes in and he says, go team Cody. He's got a lot of fans, man. And he needs to know that. Uh, I'll be honest. Once you get run out of a place, you, you tend to think everybody hates you. And you realize it's no, it's just a certain select few but you still got to move on and, and try and thrive elsewhere. And that's exactly what Cody's doing. I was talking about the, was it the mixed? Yeah. The world mixed curling championships will be in Aberdeen, Aberdeen. Yes. I know the song is Abilene, but they don't curl in Abilene, Texas. Chris Tom writes in from Heidelberg, Ontario and says, Aberdeen is known as the granite city. I'm guessing that might be why they get so many curling events. LOL. Isn't Saskatoon the Granite City? Or do they just have the Granite Curling Club? It's a good question. I don't know. But okay. I think about, you say, you mentioned Aberdeen. I think about Aberdeen, Saskatchewan, right? Right outside Aberdeen, of Saskatchewan. Saskatoon. I got to think it's named after Aberdeen, Scotland. Aberdeen, Saskatchewan. Aberdeen. Aberdeen. It's, never mind. Which makes Rain. me wonder who named uh, the small village outside of Winyard, Kandahar. Oh, <laughs> they might want to change it. Well, it's funny. During the whole Afghan war and everything after uh, 9-11, like Kandahar used to have the best steakhouse. And about 10 minutes outside of Winyard. And my brother lives on an acreage just outside of Kandahar, Saskatchewan. But everybody thought that they were talking about Kandahar, Saskatchewan during that whole war and everybody got confused quite a bit. Whoops. Yeah. Ray Henderson is watching in Tryon, North Carolina. And uh, he's cheering for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He puts in brackets, I've been a fan since 1982. 
He says Winnipeg was 2-0 versus Montreal this year. The Alouettes scored 20 points total, two touchdowns, interception returns. Currently watching on YouTube. And he also says 1995, the Carolina Panthers won their first game over the New York Jets. I saw three green jersey-clad fans jumping up and down. Could not understand till I looked closely. They had Saskatchewan jerseys on. There are pockets in the South where the CFL matters. I know. I don't want to out anybody's comments from earlier, but I I told Darren that when I first started saying it, I said a couple of weeks ago, something clicked in me where I just don't care anymore. Now it's like three weeks ago, something clicked in me that I just don't care anymore. I don't need everybody to understand what I'm saying because I now know they never will understand. So just click on the meme, like it and share it, whether you agree or not or understand. And that's my point when I said the CFL is a big deal down here. And I just got eviscerated for it. And I'm like, maybe come down here and you would see what Ray is saying. It is a big deal among football fans, which what percentage of Americans would identify themselves as football fans? 80%. And again, they're not sitting there watching all the games, following all the scores, but at least they know what it is. How many even Americans, let alone Canadians, could name the teams in the XFL or the USFL? Everywhere I go, because I wear CFL stuff everywhere, they all, I've told you this story. They'll look at my CFL hat, my shirt, the nice logo on the rider hat, the old helmet CFL logo, and they'll go, Doug Flutie, yeah, Warren Moon, or my nephew played for blah, 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 blah. Uh, Kirk in Toronto writes in and he says, Hey Rod, I wonder who Jim Barker is picking now that his pick Toronto got blown out of the Eastern final. We'll find out on Friday if he has time to join us. Brian Rempel. I want your take on this moose. And somebody wrote in earlier about Chad Kelly's look on his face. I'll get to that. But Brian in Winnipeg, writes in on the Sober Carpenter text line, 902-518-3033. Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers, wonderful partners of the RP Show. Ask for it by name in your local beer, wine, and spirit store. Brian says, kudos to the Riders. They groomed the two quarterbacks in the Grey Cup. How did you feel about the narrative that you must have heard three of the four starting quarterbacks in the division finals were former Rider quarterbacks and now the two in the Grey Cup were quarterbacks the Riders gave up on. How do you feel about that? I know. It's a tough one. That's uh, a tough one, and it's got to feel pretty bad. Uh, it's tough for Rider fans to deal with because you you can say on the one hand, well, how much did Cody affect the game? He didn't have great numbers. He did what he needed to do. They won the game. And, you know, being a quarterback, is, is, as hard as this might be to understand, is so much more than throwing the football and handing off the football and executing the plays. Everybody looks at you as the leader of the football team. Everybody. You know, in the locker room, post-game, pre-game, you become kind of the identity of the team. So it becomes really tough. And I think when you look at all these quarterbacks going on and having success, the thing we can say is Zach Caleros is interesting for me because Ryder fans will say, and other football people will say, you know, well, he was hurt, and he wasn't going to play, and it was, you know, we weren't getting that out of him here. Well, how patient were you? How patient were you? 
you know, how much of an opportunity did you give the guy to heal and get ready and stick with him? Like there's, there's something to be said about sticking with somebody right through some tough times so that you can get the good times. But we're so quick to say, you got to win now. And if you're not good now, we're not going to tough it up with you until there's some good times. Well, Montreal and Winnipeg, they got the, uh, they got the best of it. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you say that because I got a lot of thoughts on that. I really like Zach Caleros as a person, but I was there. I was the voice of the team when Zach Caleros was there. When we needed him, he wasn't available. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I will give Jeremy O'Day a pass on the Caleros one, but I can't give him a pass on the Cody Fajardo one. And we could sit and I, I saw online somebody put a list of mistakes made by Jeremy O'Day. And it was a long one. The current, it's a long list the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but I won't put the Caleros deal on it. I don't know if you read my 10 things column yesterday where I brought up Sean Simpson and what he's doing with his Simmer Down podcast in Ottawa. And I, he has inspired me to just say what's going on. Because when I have criticized the Riders over the past two, three, four years, people say, oh, it's just sour grapes. Ah, Now I'm getting this stuff on my phone going, you were right all along. You were blah, blah, blah. Well, gee, thanks for noticing now. In the meantime, I've moved to Florida, spend my show half the time in Calgary. Like, thanks. You might have wanted to been listening three, four years ago because I've been telling you this is what's been going on. That's what Sean Simpson's doing in Ottawa, and I realized you can do that. Egregious mistakes have been made. Moving on from people, as Darren just said, but again, I don't feel that Caleros is one of those. We're having a fantastic time on day one of our Grey Cup coverage. We're covering it all. This is the one week. I'll say this, man. This has been ringing in my ears. The Grey Cup, the biggest game of the year in the Canadian Football League, all the pomp and circumstance, blah, blah, blah. Darren, would you not agree? The NFL is a Grey Cup every week. The NFL is a Grey Cup every week. That's not a slight on the CFL, but flyovers, parades, Bands playing outside the stadium, sellout crowds. That's the NFL is a great cup every flipping week. And that's pretty awesome. We'll be right back. we got a sports update and uh, more from the audience. Overtime is next. Brought to you by Overtime Hockey Lanes. We're live on the Game Plus television network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. All right, everybody, welcome back for Overtime, brought to you by our good friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Check them out. 28th Street, Northeast Calgary, just a slap shot away from the old Crossroads Flea Market, where skill and fun collide in amusement park for hockey enthusiasts. Check them out and uh, be like those that send me your videos. Tell me what you think. I guarantee you that it will not be a disappointment. Take your office Christmas party. Family party, team party. That's overtime hockey lanes. Just call ahead, please. 28th Street Northeast in Cowtown. Um, get the comments in now, everybody. It's the final segment of our first day of our Grey Cup coverage. And uh, I'm telling you that I could easily, easily do two hours a day entirely on the Canadian Football League for six months out of the year anyways. I'm not interested in doing it in the offseason. Would find it very hard but we'll have a, enough coverage over the next six months. 
where nobody talks more CFL than us. But having said that, in the sports update, breaking news coming down, Florida's Sam Reinhart, Winnipeg's Kyle Connor, and Toronto's William Nylander have been named the NHL's three stars of the week. Reinhart led the league with 10 points in four games, all of which the Panthers won to earn the first star of the week in the NHL. Kyle Connor, by the way, second star, led the league with five goals in three games to go with three helpers. Jets forward is tied for third in the league, scoring with 11 goals, two back of league leader Austin Matthews. And Nylander received the third star with four goals and three assists over four games. He's currently sixth in league scoring with 22 points, three back of Vancouver's Elias Patterson. Henrik Lundqvist and Carolyn Ouellette headline the Hockey Hall of Fame's 2023 induction class, which will be inducted tonight in Toronto. Lundqvist was a star goalie with the Rangers for 15 seasons and Ouellette helped Canada's women's team with four titles. Tom Barrasso, Mike Vernon, and Pierre Turgeon are the other players set for induction. Um, I know Ken Hitchcock going in. Who else? I just, I've lost interest anymore with what they've done, politicizing it, you name it. Theo's not in there. I won't be watching until he is. The Toronto Raptors start a four-game homestand tonight when they welcome the Washington Wizards as part of tonight's NBA action. The Raps split a recent four-game homestand that ended with a 117-94 loss Saturday in Boston. Washington has lost six of its last seven. And the Buffalo Bills host the Denver Broncos tonight to wrap up week 10 of the NFL season. The Bills are a middling five and four so far. That's as many losses as they had all the last year. Broncos are three and five, but have won their last two. Some are thinking this is the game of the week. Bills favored by seven, 8.20 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Sports update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters November 17th. That's coming up. Hunger Games, the ballad of songbirds and snakes, starring Rachel Ziegler and Tom Blythe. And by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca or literally visit them. Their tap room is at 28th Street Northeast in Calgary, just down the street from Overtime Hockey Lane. Uh, Wayne in Victoria, B.C. says, great RP show today. Guys, have a great afternoon today. Randy from Winnipeg says, enjoyed the show today. It was a great weekend of sports. Shout out to the Canadian women in the Billie Jean Cup. Our men and women hold both team championships. That's skiing, for those that don't know. Leanne and Regina says, I love how everyone points out all the riders' missteps, but don't worry about their own backyards. That's the way it is, Leanne, and I'm kind of wondering if you're on the rider bandwagon or if you're not. We're at a time now, and we're never going to see this the same way. And by the way, Moose, I can't see you, so I don't know what it's going to take for me to see you for the countdown to get out. But the people that are left in Riderville have fired or forced out a lot of people, and now it's their time, and people are pointing that out. But if you want to continue to defend them and say, I'm still a fan, but I get a lot of that from people, and maybe you're one of them, um, that's fine too. But don't ignore the truth. Do not ignore the truth. Maybe you're one of those people. Randy from Winnipeg says, uh, it's tennis, Rod. Sorry. Not a tennis guy. Not a tennis guy. Are you going to yell in my ear, Moose, 
when it's time to shut it down. I can't see you. Thank you, Bombers1985. He says, great show, Rod and Moose. Moose produced it. He's been great, as always. Ryan in upstate New York uh, says, looking forward to the rest of Grey Cup week on the RP show. Uh, there's a lot of comments here, and I haven't even opened the Sober Carpenter text line. Oh, we're getting close to wrapping it up. Darren has really figured it out today. He's figured it out. He's like Connor Bedard figuring out defensive play. Takes a while, but he eventually will figure it out. Thanks to Mark Steven. Jermaine Franklin will do it later in the week. Thanks to you. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, right here. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.